When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, TV features quite heavily on a Friday, both sporting and non-sporting. Mm. And Martin Kellner brought us the sporting variety. And Mike Ward, right in supporting Mike Ward from the star, brought us the non-sporting variety. That's right. Um, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We had two chats. Two chats, yeah. Quite lively. amazing. You got involved, which was uh, good of you. And, oh, well, here it all is. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. Talk sport. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I did my occasional pre-show ritual today where I get a scratch card uh, or a lottery ticket. Yeah. And I check it before the show, and I say to you before I've checked it, if I've won two million, I'm not doing the show. Not very professional, well, I'm, I'm that, here now. <laughs> the amount of people that win, like, 60, 70 million quid, and they're halfway through a painting and decorating job. Yeah, and they say, I'll be back at... They, yeah, yeah, they go they, to Mrs. That's Higgins' true. place. They always say... They finish the job. Yeah, I don't want to change my life. Great, great knowing Andy that at five to one... He would walk out. <laughs> he said to me, he said to me, if I've got two million quid, we're, we're not doing the show, we're going to lunch. <laughs> but I can't do that, the producer. Could be his big chance, so he could never look back. Wouldn't it be fantastic? He's got the voice for Come it today, hasn't he? Yeah, Come on, yeah, he has. He's sounding very, very radio Christmas. He talks about Christmas parties, big Alan may have... Uh, May have mentioned that with Ray earlier yeah. on. He was sounding, Alan always sounds remarkably fresh. You know. He's incredible. It's yeah. a great gift. Andy Gray also had that gift. I realised on a on a trip once when I was uh, years and years ago. Andy was on this trip and uh, we'd stayed out about f- about five in the morning. <laughs> and uh, Andy's producer said, uh, "Don't worry, Gray will come downstairs like he's had twelve hours sleep in a sauna." I thought there was no way that's true. Oh, morning, boys. He came yeah, down. That's incredible. Maybe it's in the it's in the Scottish jeans. I don't. Yeah. It might no, be, anyway. it may well be. Yeah. Uh, now, I've been getting a few things from... Uh, we're going to be speaking to somebody that I know from Argentina who's in the Middle East and yeah. ready to go to the final. But I've been getting some other stuff, and uh, this one's good. A baby was born between when Messi scored the penalty. Yeah. I think well, at the exact moment that Messi scored the penalty, this baby was born. Mm. And so the, the parents have baptised him Leonor. Right. <laughs> Not the Blair family, is it? No. Oh, that that'd would have been... It wouldn't be. It'd have to be Leonor. Leonor Blair. old Leonor. What a lovely man. And then was. there's another couple who were uh, spotted celebrating on top of a traffic light and are now going out together. Mm. I mean, honestly, it's, it's a level that we don't really get. That's the thing. But so they met at a traffic light, did yeah, you say? Yeah, they did. So they met, uh, they met sort of on a lamppost. Oh, OK, they're not at the lights. They looked no, at no. each other. No, they were sort of celebrating on top of a lamppost right. together. They didn't know each other. And then 
having both ended up on the top of this lamppost. Don't ask me how. Uh, that could be a new TV <laughs> format for ITV2, couldn't it? <laughs> I'll meet you on a lamppost at the corner of the street. Yeah. The Prime Minister of Bangladesh has invited Lionel Messi to play football there. I don't think he'll be doing well, for that. For Bangladesh, a bit late now. <laughs> could be a bit I mean, late, yeah. FIFA does like to bend the rules when it suits them, but I think if he starts turning out for Bangladesh, <laughs> it might kick off, mightn't it's in, it? It's incredible. You've come in today with a, an Argentinian... A dolly. I can't see how I, I put it. It's like a little kind of He's handmade got like a number toy. 10 shirt. But is it Diego Maradona or is it Lionel Messi? I, well, I've always called him Lionel. Right, so okay. that's, that's his name when he lives at home. And, right. Uh, yeah, so he's, if, he's quite If you're a Lionel, <clears throat> do, you, do people ever call you Lionel? I mean, Lionel Curie. Our old mate Lionel <laughs> Curie, the angry chemist, first supporting chemist, he may be listening today, but um, I suppose when you're a Lionel, do you, do you occasionally to make it a bit exotic? You could do, yeah. Do you try and exotic up your name, talk sport listeners? Have you ever tried to, or people, do you know, you ever think people have tried to make it a bit more exotic? The deaths of this world, anybody called death? Of course, yeah. uh, tends to well, DS, yeah, they, they become that. Well, they try, they do their best. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you've tried to make your name a bit more exotic, or you've witnessed that, then uh, share it with a class. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TSH and J. The Sun handily gave us a rundown of the songs mm. that could be Christmas number one. And for some reason, within it was Badil Skinner and the Lightning Seeds, Three Lions <laughs> Coming Home for Christmas. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, it ain't happening, is it? Definitely With the not best. Happening. I mean, I did like the version, but um, I think post uh, France last week, I'll be surprised if that betters lad, baby. Don't, no, definitely not. No. I can tell the Premier League's coming back because I had a horrible nightmare this morning. I dreamt that Chelsea lost to Bournemouth 1 0 on 27th of December. <laughs> You're having really nightmares about the return <laughs> it was of the really Premier League. Real, That's very good. And uh, talking of that, I, a note from the other night's game I thought that Chelsea should have a look at that Morocco number seven. He's quite good, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty decent. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he certainly <laughs> He is. runs about a lot. And, uh, you know, that's the sort yeah. of thing we could do with. That's right. And. Uh, Infantino with his ludicrous white trainers. Oh yeah, that's They're become hideous, a bit of a yeah. They? The white trainers They're probably in the about five hundred quid a pair though. So, you know. Yeah, I imagine he gets them for nothing. Um, <laughs> we get steak for nothing. I showed you that real yeah. with Salt Bay, where he's introducing the famous uh, steak chef and butcher Nuzrit yeah. to all these famous people. He said, This is the king of Malaysia. Yeah. This is the sultan of somebody no, or other. But as he's introducing <laughs> him, saying, This is the sultan and this is the king, what he's thinking, <laughs> saying, This is a gold leaf steak dinner. <laughs> this Free is steak this, for life. This is a Knickerbocker Glory <laughs> dessert. This is another three bottle of red wine. I mean, again, I, mean I, I bet he goes through the whole sorry dance every time he goes to uh, Salt Bay. Yeah. He gets out the old gold Amex, does he? He gets it out the, the platinum Amex and, and, and Salt Bay says, put your money, your money's no good here. Like he's in a Guy Ritchie film. Absolutely. Put your card away. Put it away. Um, I was going to say something to you then and it's completely gone. But it will come back. Yeah. Uh, we got two and three quarter hours for me to remember it. You do. Yeah. I uh, while, while you're trying to remember that, I yeah. uh, I saw a little piece on Anthony Taylor missing out on the World Cup final, and uh, obviously they couldn't just call him Anthony again, so they described him as the Withenshaw Whistler. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> pure Alan Wicker. Has anybody ever called him the Withenshaw <laughs> Whistler? Yeah, he's the, uh, the um, the Polish referee who's got the gig, isn't it? Who's going to be doing the final? Yeah, we chatted to Martin Nixon really. about this. His feeling was they might not choose another European because there was a European team in it. But they have. Uh, but he was earmarked uh, to, to do it, I think. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dave Pinfold wrote to the stars. Dave Pinfold? Brilliant. Yeah. I don't know who he is. 
More controversy over the World Cup as both EU and UK officials have accepted gifts from Qatar. There's no suggestion of bribery, but I think the whole thing needs investigating. It's a bit late for that now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> what a great suggestion at this point I did of the love, World Cup. Tony Adams did a piece. They asked Tony Adams um, to do a piece on how to stop Messi. And it was quite uh, informative. Um, he thinks there's not enough verbals being aimed at Messi. He said, I'd go up to him before the ball arrives. I'd dig him in the ribs and pull his shirt, get on his nerves. Mm. And he said, the voice helped too. He said, I'd go up to him and I'd scream at him, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And Leonel would say, blimey, the way yeah. you were in Strictly, mate, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> well, I don't think Leonel was watching Strictly on the was. off chance he needed a comeback <laughs> against Tony Adams. <laughs> But I just like the idea of Tony going up with Lionel Messi saying, I'm going to get you, I think. I'm not sure you're going to be able to keep up with him, Tony. No, not really. Uh, probably not now either. You could frighten the life out of the player, <laughs> put him off his guard. I mean, I'm guessing, Tony, in 20-odd years of a career, people have tried that and it doesn't seem to have worked massively <laughs> not, well. Not really. People have tried to kick him out of games for years and get in his face and it doesn't really <laughs> seem to work. But anyway, look, everything's worth a try. <laughs> I'm going to get you in French. I'll have to work that out. Uh, we'll run it past Eric Bilderman in well, a few moments. Moment's do it time. for you if you want. Okay, well, fair enough. I thought you knew off the top of your head. I thought that was too good to be true. <laughs> really. Anyway, until Andy scratches another scratch card, as far as I know, we're here until four o'clock. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. We asked if people try and make their names a bit more exotic. If you're a Lionel, do you know call yourself Lionel? Um, Aaron likes to call himself Aaron. That's nice. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well done, Aaron. Of course. Yeah, that, that certainly yeah, made yeah. it a far more uh, exotic. Very much. So, um, anything else, Andy, you want to share with the class um, momentarily? Could be, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did notice, actually, in the office that we've got a Dermot Gallagher lookalike. Uh, yeah. We weren't sure, though, how much work there'd be for him. That's well, that's anything. right. I mean, if, if, you've been, if you've got a Christmas party organised uh, or a wedding coming up and you're thinking... What the day really lacks at the moment. We've got the firework, we've got the bacon sandwich at midnight, we've got everything sorted out. What we haven't got is a Dermot Gallagher lookalike to come in and uh, and basically whoever does the whoever does the service, whether it's in a church or it's kind of a lay preacher, Dermot can come in and review that. I was going to book him, but then I'd book the Peter Walton lookalike. Well, that's right. You need someone to sit in a cupboard, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Fancy being Britain's foremost. I mean, if you're a lookalike of someone, you know you're never got never going to get any work. <laughs> That's true. We, there was a well-known lookalike agency. We always thought our old mate Steve Anglesey, who's a mm, Manchester City like fan, and just Klopp. does look like Jurgen Klopp in the kind of the slightly shaggier Jurgen Klopp years mm. when he wasn't quite as trimmed and he still had his. No disrespect, Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm not suggesting you're shabby Jurgen Klopp, but that's effectively what you are. A bit more of a rock and roll Jurgen Klopp in, in his in his days at Dortmund, but um, we did. Uh, jokingly approach a lookalike agency and say, what about this guy's picture? He's a Jurgen Klopp. And rather sniffly, they came back and said, looks nothing like him. And we were thinking, oh, yeah, have you seen some of your lookalikes? <laughs> I mean, also, you can co- look at... If you go through lookalike agencies and cover the names of the people who they're supposed to be, you wouldn't have a prayer. Not a clue. And you know, <laughs> some of the people they have as well, who's going to... You know, Henry Seventh. how much work does he get? Henry Seventh lookalike. Imagine, like, accountants. An accountant's <laughs> big accountant's Christmas party because he was... Yeah, the, yeah the Henry Seventh. that would be fantastic. He has to be there, the patron saint of, uh, of good accountancy. Anyway, it's um, we'll move on. Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, we did ask you earlier on if, if you've 
if you kind of got the look of a celebrity, because why did we, why did we bring that? Oh, yes, uh, in, in the kitchen earlier on, we saw a Dermot Gallagher lookalike. Not official, just a bloke that looked a bit like former Premier <laughs> League referee like Dermot Gallagher. did look a lot like him, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we wondered how much work a, a Britain's foremost Dermot Gallagher lookalike would get. I mean, quite limited, wouldn't it? It's it's fairly limited. Like children's parties or... We're I mean, not going to get all that. The turn up, turn up at the wedding and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm. I went to a New Year's Eve party where a Madonna lookalike was the entertainment, says Gab Cancello. She could have passed for the American songstress in a certain light. By that, I mean pitch black if you were wearing a blindfold <laughs> and had wax in your ears. <laughs> so, OK, there we are. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you think, come on, is that is that really who that's yeah. supposed to be? We hired a Madonna lookalike for the uh, Maradona f- Phoenix, I remember, because we yeah. couldn't get Maradona, so we got Madonna. Oh, really? Yeah, and she did look quite like her, but that was, you know, sometimes. I just ago. said, if you peruse the catalogues of a, a, quite a few of the lookalike agencies, amongst all those, you think, mm. wow, that's uncanny. Are people that look absolutely nothing like him. You think, how do they ever get booked? That's just a bloke. That, is, that could be him. It's not Stan Laurel. It's just a bloke with a bowler hat on. It could be anybody. I know. It's a shame there's no great demand for Alan Dershowitz lookalikes. Well, Andy, that's who they say for you, didn't they? The, that's me. the former uh, lawyer, I think, in the O.J. Yeah. Simpson case. He's a bit older now. So, yeah, I can't think know, why so you'd... So are you. Well, I am, but I'm still younger <laughs> haven't you than aged, him. Haven't you aged like him? Well, proportionally, he's now in his 80s, and I'm what I am. So you look. Like, so if anybody's looking to book, any, anybody's <laughs> looking to book uh, an Alan Dershowitz lookalike, but in his 70s. <laughs> It's quite, you know, we only play 80s, Joel, sir, um, stepbrothers fans. That's that, isn't it? It's very specific. I, I'm, I do, I'm, I'm an Alan Dershowitz lookalike, but before you book me for that wedding, I'd like to point out I only really look like him in his mid-70s. Beyond that, you know, I'm just, I just look like a bloke. But if you've got any others, if you've, um, maybe you look like someone, but you know that you're never going to be able to monetize it. Um, like you might look, you might look like a Alan who works in the butchers. I mean, no one's going to book you. You're no, a spit really. image of Alan who works in the butchers. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet T S H and J. That's T S H A N D J. Talking about Alan, we're fascinated by an ad that's running on the station where they've they've booked Alan to do the voiceover yeah. and part of it, but he plays a part for somebody called Jeff. He's playing someone <laughs> called Jeff. You may have heard it's for a well-known <laughs> breakfast cereal, of course, and it's clear it could be anybody but Alan. I mean, especially on this stage, you could not get a more distinct voice on this station than Big Alan Brazil. It's a legendary voice. And then the guy on it says, well, Jeff, thinking, who's Jeff? <laughs> he doesn't even look like a Jeff, does he? He looks like an Alan because that's his name. His name's Alan. That's what he looks like because he's Alan Brazil. I wonder if, I mean, I wonder if at any point um, they, they did a couple of run-throughs and he says, I, I must say I'm really struggling. What's my motivation here? I'm really struggling. I don't, I don't look like a Jeff. I don't feel like a Jeff. I'm not a Jeff. We'll just go with Alan just to... Well, he, you know, he does a tremendous job. Perhaps they dubbed it in afterwards, the bloke saying, all right, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and just, Alan didn't even know about and it. And he's probably railing again. I'm not a Jeff. It's probably going mad. Yeah, it probably now, is. Now, I noticed that uh, Gianni Infantino is still yeah. wearing at the press conference. They're still wearing those white shoes. Yeah. He's been wearing for a month in that heat. They must have trained Maybe, it, maybe they now. lost his case. <laughs> Talking of which, uh, he Catherine... there. Catherine... That's what he does. Just go, <coughs> Excuse me. Catherine Jenkins, mm. the fantastic uh, vocalist... Um, she not was, the plumber. No, not the plumber. <laughs> yeah, hello, yeah. Hello, Catherine Jenkins has come. She's brought her rods, don't worry. She she says it's all backed up, but she'll get it all she'll get it all sorted. And uh, apparently we've got to have the floor up in the mm. living room. All that pipe work's got to be redone. It's not that, Catherine Jenkins. Not no job too small, Catherine Jenkins. Unfortunately, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, quite a troubled tweet from her. Oh, no, she says, British Airways have lost my bags again. I'm supposed to be singing tomorrow for the Pope's Christmas concert in Rome. I feel so let down as I'll not be able to perform. Why well, was there a voice in there? <laughs> Please sort... I mean, obviously, the many costumes that she had planned. Yeah, but, but, I mean, you know. if you go... Sh- I mean, it's tomorrow night, isn't it? So she's got a day to go shopping in Rome. I mean, yeah. I don't want to sort of deconstruct someone. They do talk. have dresses in Rome. Do you have dresses in Rome, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> From now on, he's always going to be Jeff Brazil. Fantastic, Doesn't sound it? right, does it? Not really. No, no. The, the Jeff. Welcome to Jeff Brazil Sports <laughs> Breakfast. And Ray's going to start calling him Jeff. <laughs> Ali's going to call him Jeff. Yeah, be good. If it's they really do. going to. Don't call me Jeff. Going to take off. I often get told I look like um, Heston Blumenthal. Says uh, Roy. Well, you could probably monetize that, couldn't you? Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, so, I wonder yeah. if subliminally, if someone went for a job as a cook or a chef. And they look like Heston. Whether you'd be more inclined to give it to them, even though <laughs> somebody could burn cook. toast, <laughs> they could be. I suppose it. Well, you yeah. think? Well, he well, looks, it all went wrong. Well, he looked like Heston. He looks a bit like him. That's right. And there seemed to be quite a lot of smoke coming out of what he cooked because that was that basically that wasn't dry ice. That was because it was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I um I noticed the other night after the French uh, France Morocco game. Mm. That, Mbappe swapped uh, shirts with his great mate Hakimi. And, yeah. uh, but he did something that footballers very rarely do now. He, used yeah. to do it, he put it on. Did he you did put it on. He put it on backwards. Yeah, but I think they yeah, sort of don't is... want to we- actually officially wear the shirt in photos and things yeah. like that. But normally they either hold it or they say, well, we'll do it afterwards. But to put the straight, the old sweaty shirt straight on, you know, it's a bit, you know. He's his mate, you know. It's, it's uh, a bit unpleasant. Share, isn't it, really? Well, do you think about that in the moment, do you, Andy? You're still, well, I might, You're sweating actually. cobs as it is, so suddenly to pull on a... <laughs> Another man's shirt, especially a, a, one of your brothers like that. It reminded me, though, you, your tale of D- David Platt and his shirt when he swapped and it smelt of who was it? it smelt of Aramis, yeah. Mm. That was we turned out, that was the uh, that was Franco Brazi shirt after 120 minutes of football and penalties. Mm. Well, it's quite strong. You could Aramis, still smell. So, it could yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. It was of its time, wasn't it? It was very much of its time. Yeah. I love the Times this morning. They've, it's a headline. Real Madrid have signed this boy Hendrik, this boy Wonder. Yeah, and there was some sort of rumours that Chelsea were interested in, but you know. If Real Madrid are coming in for a player, yeah. forget it. That's where he's going. Well, you know, look so, at where look at where most young Brazilian players, yeah, Rodrigo, Vinicius, Vinicius, Rodrigo, yeah, 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 exactly. Look where they end up. Yeah. Um, headline in the Times: Sixty million prodigy snubs Chelsea. <laughs> Choosing Real Madrid is not snubbing Chelsea. <laughs> so irritating. Yeah, when they you do can that. have a go at your mum, but they can't. Yeah, basically. it's very, very irritating. But we were going to play that game, weren't we? We were mm. going to play Hendrix. Hendrix, no Hendrix, Hendrick or Endrick. A very simple quiz where we ask you questions and you have to guess whether the answer is Jimi Hendrix, Mike Hendrick, the former England cricketer, or Endrick, the 16-year-old Brazilian wonder kid. But when it came round to setting the questions, you thought... You know, who played the uh, Isle of Wight Festival or whatever? Who was at Who was at Woodstock? It's not going to be Hendrick, is it? No. Who scored who took two goals six for, for ninety three? Yeah, it's going to be Mike Hendrick, <laughs> who scored a trick for Palmeiras in the Copa Libertadores. It's not going to be Jimi Hendrix, is it? Not so really. It's, no, it's actually so a useless idea yeah, for a quiz. It's a little bit limited. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Really, I constantly get called Liam Cooper. 
Away days with Leeds are good fun, but aside from telling people I'm his cousin to get a mm. beer or two, I think that's about it, Jack. Well, at least you're, you're kind of monetising it because you're not buying the beers, Jack. Mm. They are. So uh, keep those coming. Do let us know if you've got uh, if you're a lookalike or you know one. But there's no way of really monetising that. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight twenty eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to T S H and J. It was that firefighters were called out to rescue a seagull which was, had his feet frozen to a lamppost. It was stuck to the lamppost. So I thought, firefighters. He, yeah. I thought, was he a protester from Just Stop Nicking Chips? <laughs> That's very good. That's, That's very no, good. No idea. Just Stop Nicking Chips. Well, I, I, I've got nowhere to go after that. <laughs> Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup podcast from Talksport. Talksport. Yes, he's back uh, on the radio because um, we spoke to him on the podcast. But this is oh, his yeah. regular slot, of course, of a Friday at this time. It's uh, Martin Kellner's Week of Sport on TV, the King of Overnights. Hi, Martin. Hi, are you all right? Yeah, we're not too yes, bad, good, thank you. We're not good, too good. Bad. Now, in your view, boys, when is the official start of Christmas? Uh, Mick Lynch seems to think it's Christmas Eve, you know, yeah, the yeah. RNT. Uh, Richard, <laughs> Richard Madeley thinks it's now, um, which, of course, it is, according to uh, Emma Payton, who's the uh, presenter of the darts on Sky, which yeah. started last night. I think a lot of people uh, do measure when Christmas starts via the darts, which yes. is probably, yeah, not wasn't the original idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> what does Christmas mean to you? Oh, it means the darts. Oh, okay, fair enough. Really? Yeah. It does. And I do mm. like the, the sort of understated way in which they introduce the darts. You know, mm, yeah. it starts the. Yeah. I mean, there's so much darts on TV. I mean, there was a time when the World mm. Championship was pretty well the only big darts tournament you'd see on TV. Yeah. But, you know, you've got the Premier League or the World mm. Cup. Don't forget of darts. the News of the World. That was a big tournament. Well, that kind of. I mean, was the News yeah. of the World. I mean, I suppose the World Championship. That was I mean, when you watch old darts on the telly, um, I mean, I remember there was a great old bit of footage from the 70s and people were still at Ali Pally watching it. And it was like Leighton Reese on the hockey. And you had this kind of, if you sat at the back and you were watching them, this is fug of cigarette smoke, obviously. Mm, yes. More on that in the clips of the week later with Big Alan, who tells us about the golden days of <laughs> the, the golden, golden era. era of darts, which we'll bring you later. But anyway, um, but they had this kind of a, a series of lights. It was a dartboard in a series of lights. And that's how you followed what the players were throwing. You had no TV screen as such it was it was all a bit Heath Robinson yeah, well, it's not now. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's all sitting It's all absolutely dancing. huge. Yeah. And uh, there was a big build-up uh, last night to the uh, to the start of the darts. Mm. Um, a lot of new players. There's uh, 96 players in all. Wow. Very difficult. It's a bit, if you're uh, a gambling person, which, uh, you know, I am occasionally, yeah, there are, it's a bit like the like the golf. You know, there are so many players. And you, you can, it's very easy to pick a 500-to-1 chance. Mm. There, are, there are loads of them. Um, but it's... Seems that uh, Michael Van Gerwen is the is the favourite. That's the one that uh, mm. uh, most of the major pundits uh, are tipping to win. But they should, you know, there are new ones that they uh, feature on. Somebody called uh, Bo Greaves, oh, yeah, eighteen year old wonder kid, the best yeah. woman player that many of the top players have ever seen. Many mm. of the pundits saying she's going far. That's right, she's mm. beaten uh, Fallon Sherrock, she's from yeah. uh, Doncaster, uh, 18 years old, as you say, and she's already had dartitis. Oh, wow. you know, most people, you <laughs> really? know, just, yeah, just at that age, acne is usually uh, the main problem you have, but she, you know, she's had dartitis as well. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, according to her brother, she's a good player. She's got a good chance in the uh, first round playing uh, William yeah. O'Connor. Maybe That'd we should be... let the boys and girls know that they probably do, but the great Eric Bristow had dartitis. It's that thing, it's the yips, isn't it, for darts yeah. players? It's you can't, you not being able to release the yeah. dart when it's in your hand. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, at 18 years old, you would think that you, you know, what they say, oh, they're a teenager, they're young, they play without fear, and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's very early to get dartitis. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit like. Um, I mentioned, I might have mentioned to you off air, I have a kidney stone at the moment, oh which is one of these things that old geezers get. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't expect to get one at um, 18 years old. Mm. And I think dartitis is similar, you know, something that afflicts you when Probably you. Probably not quite as painful. I mean, <laughs> not as painful. Well, depends if you're a darts player or not. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very true. Well, we wish you well, Martin, because that, that, well, be, that can be a painful business. Well, bless you. Thank yeah, you very much yeah, yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, as I like the understated way, um, we had. Uh, Stuart Pike in the commentary box. Yeah. Uh, it's time, he said. It is time. Quite simply, the biggest show on the planet. Uh, well, you know, the World Cup in Qatar, they, yeah. might, yeah. <laughs> they, they might disagree, or the Oscars. Um, but, uh, you know, that's why we love it, isn't it? That's why we love the darts. Yeah, the, uh, hi- everything the, the is hyperbole is so key to it, isn't it, really? It, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I saw um, somebody in the crowd watching it on the TV uh, last night. Somebody in the crowd who had a she had a dartboard kind of um, 
it was like a mask. So her face was through the middle of it, but it was essentially a dartboard all around, like Quite a sunflower. dangerous if somebody goes for well, a bullseye. Exactly. <laughs> like a sunflower. <laughs> you do one, you could get a kind of darts William Tell thing going on. It must have yes. been, somebody's only got, you know, there's a fair amount of drink taken at that. The good thing is, we always yes. say, Martin, though, I mean, I've been there a mm. good few times over the years to watch the darts. And it's full of very drunk, predominantly men. I mean, it's, it's better than it was, but predominantly a male audience, full of booze. And it's, it's all, relatively speaking, very well behaved. It's like rugby league. Yes. I think if you're dressed up in stupid costumes... That helps. ...it's a bit harder to, to misbehave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, you know, you're dressed up as Batman, it doesn't always follow the cricket at Headingley, but, no, yeah, that's you, you, but yeah, I think it is harder to misbehave. Yeah. Anyway, the World Cup, yeah. you'll have noticed, we're heading towards the final. Um, and I claim credit for uh, revealing, uh, on this show actually exclusively, that we weren't going to win the World Cup. Wow. So there was... Do, do you remember I was saying that I'd watched mm. the documentary Documentary on the BBC How to Win the World Cup. And we, and we all, had none of the criteria, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, what I was saying is that uh, as far as the manager went, there was a touch of madness in, you know, in Didier Deschamps yeah. and in the, the three recent managers that have won the World Cup. They had a touch of madness, which Gareth Southgate, he was too, if you like, um, too level headed, too calm. They needed to be just that suspicion mm. that he might go a bit postal at some stage right. and the, there was never that you know do you know what I mean there wasn't the edge with Gareth Southgate yeah. so I think while he's done um, a, a brilliant job in bringing on the, the young players and while they uh, they love him probably there's a bit of a tactical you know use of substitution like you'll have discussed all this during the week but I was the first to reveal that we weren't going to win the World Cup yes. uh, a lot of people thought we might uh, a lot of patriotic betters. Yes. You know, um, but, you know, it didn't look, like, look likely to me. And now, of course, mm. uh, it's the BBC I feel sorry for because, mm. of course, they were all lined up to show the semi-final between uh, England and Morocco and they ended up with uh, with France versus Morocco, which mm. was a fine match. And people who like football um, are loving this stage of the World Cup, you know, the semi-finals of the final. But yeah. you're now down to that audience, aren't you? You're now down yeah. to a football audience. The hardcore um, football yeah. audience, yeah. yeah. Now, before so they... the BBC missed out yeah. a big, big crowd, yeah. Yeah, yeah they it's did. It's been good, though. It has been, yeah, the, the football yeah. Has, has been good. Football um, has been now, good. you've put here Quiz Ball, which was an old <laughs> TV show of the 60s it's and there. 70s. It's on iPlayer. I was amazed to find this. The, uh, the this, pilot uh, with David Vine is there, isn't it, I believe? Um, it's uh, well, I don't know. There's the pilot. It's a match from mm. December 1966 oh. right. between Arsenal and Nottingham Forest, yeah. where the uh, Arsenal um, they, they had one sort of personality, one celebrity supporter. Arsenal's is Jimmy Young. Yeah, this is this stuff for the teenagers here. Mm. Jimmy Young is Arsenal's um, celebrity fan, yeah. and Nottingham Forest celebrity fan is Farmer Ted Malt. Yes, who, yes. That's right. um, I've seen that. Yes, teenagers yeah. will remember from the. Uh, Double glazing. There are a couple of people smoking a pipe, if I remember right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Get many of that in a league of their own, do you? The (laughs) quiz quiz ball uh, pitted um, football clubs against each other in a quiz format with uh, uh, three, was it two or three players? Three players and a celeb. 
Three, yes, that's right. It was, well, a manager, a couple of players. Bertie Mee was on there for yeah. Arsenal, Terry Neal. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a couple of celebs. But the best thing about it, I would urge people to go have a look at it on iPlayer. Don't watch the whole thing, it's tedious. But <laughs> the um, the intro from mm. David Vine, where he explains the oh, rules... Yeah. That is the is pilot. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, like is it the pilot? Six it, minutes of explanation of a quiz. You think if it's going to take the whole six minutes to explain it, it it's not going to take off as a format, is it? Not in any way whatsoever. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's I certainly... I do know two people who were involved in a in a pilot, reboot. In a re- we, pilot, a re- Andy reboot. and I um, produced a, a, re- a pilot reboot of this oh, yeah. with Frank Skinner. Let's just say it got caught up in some TV politics. Uh, unfortunately, did it? Well, it did get commissioned. Yeah, but, you it, know. no, it ah. was. Yeah, there was some, but it was. It, it well, kind of, surely not the same format because no, the format is no, horrendous. It, we, yeah, we, we, tried, we jazzed it up a bit. We tried but, to update yeah, it. Yeah. Essentially, it was footballers answering questions. The computer I, didn't work on the day though. Yeah, we, had, we had a few issues. That's the trouble seeing. In the old days, there was no technology involved in it as people will see if they watch it. But it was a very popular show, and I spoke to George Graham about this, and he said he was at Villa at the time as a kid, and he was in the team for one of the games. Right. And he said they loved doing it because they all came down to London and got on the lash, probably on BBC expenses. So he said Absolutely. That he quite enjoyed doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's very funny. I would I would yeah. urge people to go and watch it because it is funny. Yeah. Uh, and there is one hard, Scottish team. Know. I can't remember who the team is, but there was one Scottish uh, club. No, no, it wasn't one of the. It wasn't like old firm, but it was a Scottish club there. And there, I think, are probably in in League One uh, that won it one year and put it on their headed notepaper. Really? And they had it quiz ball champions nineteen sixty nine or whatever it is. So looked upon it as a trophy. So well, I'm sure Tottenham would if we if we did it in the reboot. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I, I raised the subject of quiz ball because you're clearly the quiz yeah. ball expert. Well, yeah, we? yeah, we, we've watched that. We've watched a few old shows to see what we could. I, I from actually it. tracked down the the wife of the man who invented it. Yeah. Which is one of my finest bit of detective. This is a whole separate programme. I bet you wish you hadn't said it now. But anyway, people should go check it out because it it, it was effectively a kind of a league of their own type thing. But, you know, there wasn't games and stuff. It was purely just answering general knowledge questions. It was. One of which was, what what is Toad in the Hole? Yeah. And uh, I think that went to Terry Neal, who's sort of trying to work it out. the winning question in we had a, a draw we had a penalty shootout and the winning you don't mm. get you don't get kind of uh, bits of dialogue like this on many quiz shows but the final question that Pete Waterman remember Pete of yeah, course, yeah, oh, blimey, the, yeah the final question that Pete Waterman answered to win it for uh, for his team he was representing Cov that day mm. although I think he's a Warsaw fan yeah, yeah. was representing Cov because he's from that part of the world the question was what is Montezuma's revenge and <laughs> Frank had to mutter the immortal line you're right it's Diarrhea, Coventry win. <laughs> Brilliant. You don't get a chance to say that very often on national no. TV. Oxford. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup podcast from Talksport. We turn to TV now, mm. non-sporting telly in the company of Brighton and Hove supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Looking forward to the World Cup final. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and uh, mm. with, with a Brighton's. Um, Alexis McAllister. Yeah, that's yeah. a oh, sorry, Shall I say Chelsea's Alexis McAllister? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's Potter for England anyway. Come it's on. Only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, yes, and he's going very big on Potter for England. He seems very he? keen. Yeah, very keen. Yeah. <laughs> I now, uh, people may have uh, gone over to ITVX. It's the new yes. sort of, uh, it's the rebooted ITV hub. And they've been putting content on there kind of exclusively. I was watching A Spy Amongst Friends, uh, yeah. the, which was uh, good. I've only watched a couple of them. Yeah. A bit annoying, though, is that unlike. Um, 
um, unlike yeah. Netflix, yeah. Uh, you got you quite adverts. a lot of ads. You have got an ad, and you uh, can't skip them. And you, you know, it's well, you can if you pay. Ah, okay. or actually, I don't think I think some of them you can't even do that. I think right. some licensing thing. I think on that one, I don't think you can skip them even if you pay. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Litvinenko, isn't it? Uh, to, yeah, Litvinenko. It's, yeah. it's basically uh, this this um, dropped, as I believe the kids say, uh, <laughs> yesterday. Um, uh, four parter, and it's David Tennant playing this obviously this fact based story based on the story of um, Alexander Litvinenko who, who's yeah. the Russian spy who in 2006 was poisoned uh, and with you know spoiler alert died in hospital shortly afterwards mm. but that's not the just the, the, that's not the key part of the story obviously um, it's it's really looking into the, 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 the police investigation that followed and you know to this day they haven't really quite got to the bottom of exactly what happened but it's yeah. David Tennant playing a role that you don't necessarily expect him to play Putting on a great Russian... Well, I say a great Russian accent. I've got no idea. <laughs> How would I know? I'm from yeah. Brighton. It could be terrible, couldn't it? That's yes. True. It sounds like a great. It sounds like a great person, a great example of a person putting on a Russian... And even speaking Ooh. what I assume is a bit of Russian. Again, I don't know. It could be gibberish, but it, I think it's no, probably I Russian. No, I imagine he's done a bit now, of research. He's a fine my, actor. One of my very favourite, if not favourite, uh, um, sitcoms is Porridge. And, yes. And um, there's a special Channel 5 comedy classics Porridge tribute tonight, which yeah. I'll definitely be watching. Nine, Absolutely. Nine o'clock. Did you... I've never seen this. The, the, I didn't... Know, there was a US, as is often the case with a lot of these um, 70s sitcoms, a US remake on the rocks. Did you ever see that? Are you, no, I was I'm aware not, not... of it, but I, I think I've seen clips mm. of it. Yeah. But I don't think... It wasn't a big show over there, was it? No. Uh, do, do, I always find with... The, you know, there's a history... That, didn't they do <clears> 40 Towers without Basil once or something like <laughs> that? It's strange. There's a whole... I think a whole book to be mm. written about American sort of remakes of British sitcoms that missed the point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watched Ghosts US. It's not as good as the Ghosts. It's, uh, the American English Ghosts. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Porridge I had some of the some of the greatest ever sort of comedy performances. I mean, it was a real brilliant ensemble, wasn't it? Not just uh, Richard Beckinsale and obviously Ronnie. Ronnie yeah. Barker, but Ken Jones and Sam Kelly and Fulton McCoy. Great characters, great, yeah. great dialogue. And also the classic sitcom thing, everybody in a very claustrophobic environment. So like, you know, Steptoe and Son, they're predominantly in that yeah. in that sort of cluttered old room or whatever. So it, it works and it is a gem. And they did, I think the remake they made with Kevin Bishop um, not so long ago yeah. was, mm. wasn't mm. too bad, actually, but yeah. you're never going to recapture the... The glory of the original. Now, so that's the nine, other, yeah, yeah, nine o'clock tonight, Channel Five. Yeah. But tomorrow it's the Strictly well, Fine it's the other big sporting event. Yeah. It is the big event. Funny enough, uh, I was we were talking about Strictly a couple of weeks, a few weeks back, Mike, and uh, I was mentioning this thing that I <clears throat> spotted that Tess Daly does, and one of our listeners emailed <laughs> me and said, yeah. uh, "I can't hear it. We've been listening." So she did a classic one. What last does she week. do, Andy? Remind us. Basically, in between the point where the dance finishes. Yeah. And the applause strikes up, and she yeah. wants to get them over to the judges. She doesn't want the applause to lie. So she sort of fills in with a bit of... <laughs> what, like she's, she's falling off of yes, a tall building? basically just yes. makes this noise. She might say, sort of like... Okay. And he said to me, she did it, and then I had to email him back. Yeah. I said, did you hear that one? He went, yeah, no, I can hear it now. Right. <laughs> so it's one of the, now you've mentioned it, yeah. it's one of those things I'll never be able to unhear. Yeah, that's it. It's, a, yeah. it's there forevermore. But yeah, it obviously... Is. The producers got, just said in my... There's a World Cup final on, on Sunday, you know, <laughs> and this is the only Are thing. Are still that's playing that? Oh yeah, it's still well, you know, you've got skin in the game, Mark. I know you'll be watching. So yeah, the Strictly final, you get the mm. idea. Uh, who's in the final? You get the idea. I'd love her to introduce it like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yada, yada. Let's get it Strictly over with. final. Dancing, get... dancing, dancing, it's dancing. Ham- Hamzo is the favourite, the wildlife yeah. photographer guy. There's yeah. Um, yeah, he's a fabulous dancer. Uh, Helen Skelton, there's Fleur East, and there's uh, Molly, can't remember her surname, right. bless her, but she was, uh, she's been in the dance off four times, and yet she's got to the final, so that's quite an achievement yeah. in its own right. We're nearly out of time. I just, uh, we should just mention uh, a new uh, series, Mo Gilligan fronting a game show, That's My Jam. Mm. That's on BBC One 9.35 tomorrow. What's that all about, Mike? It's very loud. Oh, OK. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, 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 it's basically, I think they sat down in the room and said, let's make a show that Mike's really not going to put, cope with very well at all. And that's <laughs> a really, really loud two-minute introduction where he just shouts and thinks, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> OK, well, you've certainly wetted our appetite. Have I sold that? that one, yeah. You really have sold it. Dark Sports. Hawksby and Jacobs' daily World Cup podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on Monday, uh, reflecting on the World Cup final. I have more top guests for you next week, of course. Do hope you can join us from one. If not, the H&J Daily podcast, as you're aware, is uh, available. You're listening to it now. Why am I selling it to you? You're already sold, clearly. <laughs> the Clips of the Week podcast, though, if you don't subscribe to that, that's just but a click away wherever you got this one. But until then, have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you on Monday. Talk Sports. Hawksby and Jacobs' daily World Cup podcast from Talk Sports. 